Oh, hey, it's me, the really loud garbage truck on Saturday morning that really just knows how to shake, rattle, and roll to rake you up out of your sleep. Since you're awake, let's roll the intro. Oh, hey, fancy seeing you here. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Naomi, your host, and this is Mindful Movement. We talk about psychology, fitness, nutrition, and how all of those things are kind of the same thing, but not at all, or rather how they're connected. So let's get to it. Hello, and welcome back. Today, we're talking about charisma and how it may or may not be helping you on your way to your goal. What I mean by this is that there's this little part of being a human being and how we sort of communicate through our body language and how charismatic we are or we aren't. This has different aspects to it. It can be tone of voice, eye contact, body language, and a multitude of other things. And today, I'm going to give you my sort of layman's guide to being liked and being more charismatic being more charming, perhaps. This might seem sort of strange and off the cusp, but this is important because to be human is to be part of tribe, and to be part of tribe is to be a human being and be desired and liked and want to be cared about and loved. And I know that that seems really silly, but we'd all be lying to ourselves if... You know, we said that caring about what others thought of us wasn't a big part of who we are. Because like I said, to be a human is to be part of tribe. And to be part of tribe is unbelievably important to us, whether we like to admit it or not. So when we're talking about charisma and being well-liked, there's entire books written on this. Or maybe you're being marketed this idea and you don't even know it when there's a skin cream to get rid of your acne. Why would you want to do that? Maybe so you look more desirable and you're more liked by tribe? Mm. Maybe, tell me I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But today, I'm just going to shine a little spotlight on that and we are going to talk all about it and why it's important to us as humans and how to maybe be more effective at it. So the first thing that kind of got me thinking about this was eye contact and why eye contact is so important to being a human being and how uncomfortable it is for most people. When you look into somebody's eyes, there's a big difference between being really wide-eyed and raising your eyebrows and your eyes go all crazy and googly and sort of narrowing your gaze, tilting your head, lowering your eyebrows. Those are both forms of eye contact, but they transmit different messages. Narrowing your gaze is to say, you can trust me. I'm serious. I know what I'm talking about and I mean it, depending on the other forms of body language that you are sort of transmitting. If you're talking to one person, are you leaning towards that person? Is your head sort of tilted left or right? Um, these, These features are also... They're sort of responded to, I think, differently depending on 
your social and economic status, your gender, and how you sort of present yourself. Am I blurry? (laughs) Okay. That's irrelevant if you're listening on the podcast. But if you're on the YouTube, I'm sorry if I'm blurry. Anyways, so I find that if a man comes across and sort of pulls in small aspects of feminine cuteness, they're often well-liked and well-received. And I think that there's different sides of the coin. You have to be well-liked and well-received to be in a place of power. Not always, but to, to a great degree, I think that we could argue this. So it's like throttling this 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 really specific cuteness so to say right like if I was a man and I were to lower my eyebrows and narrow my gaze and look at you and say something in a deep tone of voice that was very serious and I didn't have a lot of charisma it would come across as strong powerful and stable if I added a small smile to this as a man there's a little bit of cuteness that says I can trust that person it's very strange and humans are very interesting in that way and I'm not going to get into the neuroscience of it all but it is important to note that if you can be feminine with a little bit of masculine or masculine with a little bit of feminine as all of us are there's ways to leverage this or just notice how to pull out these strengths that are of the opposite uh, gender and sex so if I'm feminine and I am coming across I'm kind of doing it right now I'm in a very masculine t-shirt I'm in a t-shirt I think I'm in a men's t-shirt actually um but I'm in a t-shirt and I'm still I personally exude feminism that's just or fem feminist fem I'm feminine (laughs) and that's really important to how I come across to other people this when you have a lot of feminine energy, you're warm and nurturing and caring. This comes across through my gaze, my expressive face, my huge smile, and I'm sure through my tone of voice. I actually have a deeper tone of voice for a female, which when people listen to me, I believe that it's inherent to sort of trust what I'm saying, which I'm not trying to manipulate you. This is just my voice. So it's interesting when we start to notice whose voices we're sort of attracted to and what those tones of voice mean to us. A stronger, dominant, stable voice. These are all masculine qualities. That's usually deeper, right? A more exciting expressive fluid this is usually more feminine it's higher toned you know what I mean maybe that a negative of that is that you don't take that person as seriously if it doesn't kind of fit the picture of the person voices are an interesting way to sort of be liked or disliked right there's a way in which we communicate to each other through our body language through our voice and through our active communication and active listening that is really really important in order for people to trust you you have to listen to them and I'm not arguing that you fake this I'm arguing that you should really genuinely listen to people you should nod your head in agreement if you agree you should shake your head in disagreement if you disagree and voice in a very uh, respectful way your 
feelings and your opinions. This is really, really important when you're trying to be liked or you're trying to win somebody over. This is really, really socially rewarding. And maybe it's often not talked about, but if you're going for an interview, right? It's like, hey, like me. You know, you're going to an interview for a school. Like me, choose me, pick me. If you're out there in the dating world, like me, choose me, pick me. You're making friends. Like me, choose me, pick me. I'm sure I could stand on my soapbox all day and ask for you to really buy in with me and say that charisma is important, but I'm sure that that's just my own insecurity and you all already know that it's really important. So we talked a little bit about eye contact and the difference between a big bug-eyed look and a more narrowed in sort of look. And there's a difference if you look at Bill Clinton's eyes, his eyes sort of slant down when he narrows his gaze and it's in a soft way. It's in a trusting way and it's still grounded and serious and you can take that person like uh, it feel it feels like when Bill Clinton is talking to you, he's leaning in towards you. His his gaze is narrowing, and his eyes sort of tilt at the edges, and 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 his eyebrows in the center towards his nose tip up. And this is partially just the structure of his face, and the outsides of his eyebrows tip down. This is very caring and endearing, right? As opposed to furrowing the brow and tipping the insides of the eyebrows in and the outsides up away from the ears. This is more like Donald Trump's narrowing gaze. If we look at Donald Trump, we can see that when he narrows his gaze, he sort of squints at you and looks angry because of the structure of his face. This may, you could argue either way. Did the environment shape him? Did his emotions shape him? Is that just the structure of his face? I don't know. I'm not arguing here at all for any political lines or that you should trust Bill Clinton and not trust Donald Trump. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying if you pull up a picture of both of these men and they're both using that narrowing gaze, you can see how different it comes across just by the tilt of their eyebrows, which is really, really interesting. If you don't believe me, just draw on a piece of paper, two eyes, a little smiling mouth, and then draw the eyebrows with the centers towards the nose tipped at the highest point. And then the, the corners of the eyebrows tip down and then change that to where they're furrowed in like an angry, like the angry bird guy. You know what I mean? The, the center of the eyebrows closest to the nose is tipped in and the furthest part of the eyebrows tipped higher than the inside. You'll notice that it looks angry. This has nothing to do with the, with the narrowing of the eyeball and has everything to do with how humans communicate through body language. Our facial body language is more important than we will probably ever give it credit for. It's sort of incredible the way that we can impact others without saying a word. I'd also like to note that it's of incredible importance that there is genuineness behind any form of charisma when you're trying to add in a a charismatic habit or say it's your habit to sort of furrow your brow because that happens to be how you look and you're trying to tip your eyebrows another way think of something happy or endearing to you and maybe that actual genuine emotion will spill across your face this is a way in which we can communicate to each other that's really 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 special and really important and i'm hoping that through this podcast i'm not stripping away the importance the importance and the genuineness of body language and i think even if we try we will fail because humans are born with this 
amazing innate ability to say you're fibbing (laughs) with your body language. So no matter what your mouth says, it's really important to just try to be as genuine as you can and well-intended when you incorporate any new charismatic habit that I might be talking about today. So back to the narrowing of the eyes. There's these very subtle differences that that change everything when you speak to somebody. There's a big difference between holding eye contact for a long period of time and then looking away or holding eye contact for a long period of time, shifting your weight and looking away. The shift in weight is to say, I'm about to close this conversation out, okay? And it's this very subtle way between human beings that says, the conversation is ending, I'm going to end it now. That's why sometimes when you're on the phone, all of a sudden the conversation like ends like abruptly. There's these really socially intuitive ways that some of us know how to sort of begin to lead and end a conversation. And I'm sure that all of you can list them if you stop and think it's like, "Mm, okay, well, and you start sort of cutting somebody off a little bit sooner. And so they know like, oh, they're trying to leave or you get more quiet or less engaging in the conversation. These are ways on the telephone that we've sort of adapted to, I guess, uh, try to parallel and mimic our, our body language, right? Our body language, when we tip away, when we're about to end a conversation and we shift that weight and we shift our shoulders or we shift our weight on our hips to sort of angle our bodies in another way is, is this really subtle way of, of this is going to end. And if somebody can't see you, how do we verbally say this is going to end? It's difficult and it's sometimes handled clunkily. And there's some of us out there who are very unaware of this. So if you're one of those people who maybe comes off as brash or harsh or quick and, and, and you're not really sure why, pay attention to how you are entering and exiting conversation and how active of a listener you are to other people. To be charismatic and to be liked by others is to be really engaged by others because what do human beings love more than anything else? Their own human being self for the most part. I suppose you could argue this left and right, but I'm a big believer that we do what we want because we want to, and that inherently makes us selfish. And I don't mean that in the negative way. I really mean that in the way that that's how we survive. That's how we pilot ourselves through the world. And to be selfish is to care about yourself first so that you can then care about other people. It's not, I'm selfish. I only care about me. It's not singular and caring about self. I hope that that makes sense. But I think that people really act through whom they believe that they are. It's part of their identity. My next podcast is going to be all about how big habit shifts and big things don't change in your life until that piece of your identity is changed. You don't begin to change things until you really lock on to this idea of I am a person that XYZ. If you don't believe yourself to be a person that XYZ, you will not, you won't be that person because you're a different identity. And none of that is good or bad, but if we're practicing charisma and, and being liked and how to win friends and influence people. Is that the title of that book? Anyways, <laughs> in order to do so, you really have to, uh, not to toot my own horn, I believe that I'm very good at making people feel good. But this is because when I speak to other people, 
I I feel good. Does that make sense? Like it's sort of this weird reciprocal like chasing and, and system. It goes, 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 goes like a perpetual motion machine that can't exist. But it's like you're feeding off of somebody else and they're feeding off of you. So all you have to really do is show up to that interaction 1% higher in vibration than the person that you're talking to. This might be as simple as thinking of something good and just bringing a smile to that conversation. There's a way that we smile that humans are really smart back to our eyes. And, and this, we could have a whole conversation on how like the last few years, how we've been covering our mouths, how that has or that hasn't affected body language. And I think it's really interesting to look at how it kind of hasn't affected us that much because so much of our communication is actually through our eyes and through our eyebrows. And it's a lot less about the shape of our mouth, right? When I smile, if I don't move my eyes, I don't know if I can do that. Hold on. Let me try versus if I move my eyes you see how there's a difference between a genuine smile and a smile that's clearly fake you want to look at a fake smile go look at Kanye West he's like eh, and then he looks immediately angry afterwards really genuine smiles are people like Amelia Clark like their eyes are like squinted and happy and and there's just a way that human beings know when they look at one another that that other human that I'm looking at is friendly and receptive And so if you want somebody to really be on your side and you want to get that job or make friends or find a date, there's, we can argue down the date rabbit hole all day long. And there's like this specific way to sort of throttle yourself and, and, and package yourself a la Robert Greene, perhaps, um, and how people receive you. But my biggest argument here is that charisma can can take you a long way and it can be very genuine we all have charismatic parts of ourselves but it's really 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 important as i stated earlier to be genuine so pull on that little charismatic part of you and sort of notice where am i being charismatic and engaging with other people when people talk to you look at them look at them in the eyes really 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 feel them touch them reach out and touch their shoulder It's really important. Don't touch them in a way that's going to get you in trouble. That's not what I'm saying, okay? Touch them on the shoulder. Be warm and engaging and inviting. That's really powerful because people, like I said earlier, are selfish and they want to know that somebody cares about them. Somebody cares about them. And you know what eye contact does? This person is listening to me. They hear me. They're nodding in agreement because they're actually listening to me. Wow. I matter. I'm important. That is powerful. It's beyond powerful. When you talk to somebody, don't talk to them rotated to the side. Face them. Push your hips towards them. Bring your shoulders. Lean in. Get as close as you can without being a creep, depending on your social standards, to really be engaged with that human being and say, I hear you. I am listening to you and I care. This is a way in which if it really is genuine and you really do care, that favor is returned to you. Isn't it amazing how the universe is structured? It's incredible. Furthermore, how to be more charismatic. There's ways in which if you're a monotone person and you don't have a lot of inflection in your voice, you can see this a lot in anime. People, ooh, they're like, they, there's certain uh, ending 
with a at the end of every single sentence in anime is used to show cuteness. This is cute. Oh, look at her. She's so cute. Even her voice is cute. There's a certain way in which to be masculine and serious. Like if we look back to anime as well, it's it's really aggressive and it's monotone and it's and it's sharp and it's biting and 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 these are overdone and they're exaggerated, but it's it's really really important to note that these inflections in our voice, they they translate to our face. There's, I'll never forget, like, being in one of my first jobs as a personal trainer. I was at Gold's Gym, and they go through this huge, long sales training that's, like, weeks and weeks long. And they're going through all this stuff, and they're like, when you're selling, be sure that you're smiling on the phone so they can hear your smile on the other end, which... I have qualms with the entire sales training, but this was really powerful and really important because when you do smile, people can hear it. Could you hear that I just smiled? It's really incredible how our voice sort of goes along with our body language. This is no mistake. And some of us are just better at this than others. And that doesn't mean that you're a more likable person or a more not likable person to like, well maybe it does to try maybe it does maybe that's really messed up that I'm saying that but that could or could not be true so I highly encourage you to pay attention to your eyes you can record yourself and stare at the camera or record yourself talking to a friend if that's not creepy try to bring in really really genuine smiles and think of happy things and really listen and engage with other people and you'll notice slowly that maybe this body language starts to adjust towards them reach out and touch people reach out and metaphorically touch them with your spirit and your eyes and be engaged with what they're saying repeat little pieces back to them and so that they know that you've heard them but really i don't mean that in a manipulative way listen to them Really try to understand what they're saying. Ask questions. Be an active participant in communication and connection with your fellow human beings. That is vitally important. We are humans. To be human is to be part of tribe. And to be part of tribe is incredibly powerful. There's that saying, you are your connections. Well, we can balk at it all that we want. But it's so, so, so powerful. Because you might know somebody who knows somebody who likes you, who puts in a good word for you, who says, guess what? So-and-so is amazing. I love them. That's why when you're a teenager, people get all bent out of shape. My reputation, your reputation is real. It's sort of your resume with tribe. It's how you've sort of accumulated relationships and people know you to be a person that X. And when we look back at the kind of person that you are, you, depending on the kind of person you are, to some degree or another, will start to believe what tribe believes about you too. So if you're a well-liked person and there's enough well-liking around you and you're perceptive enough and open enough and you've done the work to see it and know it and feel it, you will feel it and you will know it and you will be good enough. This is part of the whole entire holistic system that's really powerful. So yes, being charismatic hopefully gets you more liked, but 
the spillover in this is that if you're more charismatic and you're more genuine and you're more engaged with tribe and you're more connected to tribe, maybe you start to become that person and you believe that and you feel good and it's a system and then you raise your vibration a little bit higher and then it just sort of builds you up. Wouldn't that be incredible? That'd be absolutely incredible. My hope for all of you is that you can try to practice being more charismatic, that you can try to bring a higher vibration to your interactions, that you can enter a room and you are the person that, that like you change the entire vibration of the room when you walk in. And if that is not your aspiration, I understand that we're not all that person. It doesn't have to be, but to some degree, all I'm saying is when you walk in that room, it feels good to be well-received and to be well-received by tribe sort of means at least maybe in a weird parallel way that maybe you start to receive yourself well also. And there's a lot of this fake it towards you, make it. Maybe you'll feel better if you just pretend you're happy. I think there's a lot of people that sort of, well, I've never described this, I don't think, on the podcast, so here I go with my my theory, okay? I think that we're all born on this little sliding scale with a default level of, I call it sunshine out the butt, but a, a certain level, like a default attitude, so to speak, right? And I think that that's genetic, and I think that that's 50% of the equation. So what is the other 50% where we can be influenced? And some of us are born, and with, with our meter cranked all the way to 10, happy all the time, we wake up that way, we feel good. Most of us are somewhere in the middle or on the lower side, 0, 1, negative 10, whatever that might be. We wake up and we think, I'm not good enough. I can't do it. I'm worried. I feel insecure whatever that is for you i'm i'm angry i'm not happy i'm unfulfilled ugh not another day ugh there's big rabbit holes we can go down towards how environment can sort of shape that part of you but i think some of that really is genetic some of that might just be how you show up genetically and that's okay that's more than okay but I think that there is this way that's like what's that 50% of environment where we can start to change aspects of who we are and how we show up and and being more charismatic is sort of a way that we can quote fake it till we make it but but I'm but I'm arguing we don't fake it we pull from this small pile even if it's minute that's like okay I can try to smile more when I talk. Okay, when I'm serious, I can try to like lean in and narrow my gaze a little bit. Okay, you know, I can nod my head in agreement if I agree. A big or point my body towards somebody when I'm feeling engaged with them. You'll notice that very expressive people are often very well liked. And I will say this again, like I said earlier, Usually that has spillover to you liking yourself as well. So if you're one of the many, many people, basically all of us who wake up every day and our meter's sort of cranked on the low end and it's like, ah, today is going to be hard. How can you raise your vibration that day? 
How can you show up and feel better? And I think one of those ways is to be more charismatic and more inviting towards other people because inherently you're more connected when that happens. And we're more connected to other people, we start to feel good. Because let's look at the flip side of this, right? There's this idea of... Um, what do I want to call energy vampires, right? I forget who coined the term, but essentially it's like we've all bumped into that person, stranger or family member or somewhere in between that robs us of our good mood. And it's like, oh, I was in this great mood and then I was in line at the grocery store and the cash register was mean and nasty and now I'm drained and I don't feel good. You've sort of like absorbed a little bit of this, right? Well, could the flip also not be true, right? Raise your vibration. It's like, yes, that interaction with the cash register or the the cash register, (laughs) the checker at the grocery store may have happened, right? Can you maintain your vibration despite it? Can you change their vibration? Maybe you did a little shift. They gave you a little bad. You gave them a little good. What if they happen to feel a little bit better because of you, even though now you feel a little bit worse? How do you sort of protect yourself from that? How do you sort of, maybe you don't protect yourself. Maybe you're just aware. Not going to go down that rabbit hole. But what I'm arguing here is that it matters the people you bump into and the connectedness and the, this whole idea of tribe is really, really, really important. And we don't always pick those who are in our tribe, right? Like our family is our family. That's my belief. You can, you can pick and choose and add, your fam- add to your family as well. So I highly encourage you to surround yourself with people who help you raise your vibration and people who make you feel good and, and people who you have a genuine interest in so you can make them feel good too. This will translate to your charisma. This will translate to you. This will translate to your life, I hope. At the very least... The takeaway that I have here is to try to be more charismatic and likable through eye contact, leaning in, active listening, and body language. And like I said, there's a big difference between like creepy staring eye contact and like this gentle gaze. Channel that gentle gaze. And I hope you learned something today. If you did, maybe give me some feedback in the comments. That would be amazing and would help me feel connected. So I appreciate all of you. Thank you for supporting me. Thank you for being part of my family. I hope that you all feel happy and connected today. And if not, maybe tomorrow. Maybe we can work towards it. I love you all. Thank you so much for your support. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.